Welcome to Games and Grub. Black leather glove, no sequence. Just when you thought I couldn't put another Drake song into the intro, he comes out with another banger. I hope you'll be doing the 2C slide during this amazing interview with Jenny Fisher of Marquette's class of 2019, now at the NCAA. We talked about her progressing career, dealing with hardships, the one-on-one potential matchup between her and John Fanta being refed by Marcus Howard, and so much more. So without further ado, here she is, Jenny Fisher. All right, Games and Grub, we would like to welcome a very, very, very special guest. She is a 2019 Marquette University graduate with a degree in journalism and digital media. She has already been employed by the likes of WTMJ, the Milwaukee Brewers, Spectrum, formerly known as Time Warner Cable, Fox Sports, Marquette Athletics, and the Big East Digital Network, and now is working with the NCAA. She received multiple awards and scholarships while at Marquette, notably the Midwest Broadcast Journalist Association Award and the Pete Axthel Memorial Scholarship. But more importantly, she may have one of the best jump shots in sports media. She is Miss Jenny Fisher. Jenny, how are you? That was like the best introduction. It was better than anything I could have dreamed of, first of all. So thank you. Um, I'm doing really well, especially considering the situation. And how are you guys doing? We're doing as best we can, right, Zach? Yeah, getting by one day at a time. Good. Awesome. Well, well, it is so exciting to have you on the show. I think... I think this can bring, you know, a lot of value to a lot of Marquette students first, but then really college students as a whole. So, but just to start, we, we are sophomores now and how much did your four years of Marquette mean to you and, and what's one way we can sort of take most advantage of ours? Yeah, well, I mean this wholeheartedly. Marquette is one of the best places in the world and I'm sure you guys have gotten to experience that in one way or another, but I think my biggest thing, and it's one of the things that Marquette taught me, is like you take advantage of the opportunities that you're privileged to have. And I, I was grateful for everything that I was able to do while I was there. Um, and I think it's just because obviously the school's motto is "Be the difference," but like people actually live it out. They hold doors for each other. Um, and something that like my friend and I joke at the NCAA about all the time is like we call it throwing lobs. And like you throw lobs to people that you know can throw down and like Marquette is full of people that throw lobs. They want to help you out. They want to give you the assist. So for me, it's just, I would advise people at Marquette to, you know, take advantage of those opportunities, go out of your way, meet people, build relationships and try something that you maybe haven't tried before because what better a time than college? Absolutely. So, so you've taken your Marquette experience and really, as you as you said, now you're now working with the NCA digital and social team. Was it was it at Marquette or earlier that you sort of a got interested in um, the reporting and, and sports broadcasting side of things, and then also b was it at Marquette that you decided to sort of take the jump and actually get your foot in the door? Yeah, I think it all kind of started when I was like 13 years old. I remember watching Aaron Andrews um, on the sidelines for a game at Lambeau. uh, And I was like, whoa, and watching it on TV, I was like, this is really cool. And obviously went through high school and kind of had that in the back of my mind of something that I would want to do. And both my mom and dad had played basketball at Marquette. So I grew up absolutely idolizing Marquette and Marquette basketball. And I knew that they had a good journalism school. Um, And then 
looking in deeper, saw that they had like alums working for ESPN and Sophia Minert, who was with um, the Bucks and now with the Brewers and just people like that. So I was like, okay, like this is actually kind of possible. And once I started working with Marquette Athletics when I was a freshman, um, it was like, basically, I got the chance to do a lot of different things. It was interviewing student athletes. It was come my junior and senior year, I actually tweeted um, for the Marquette men's basketball account during games, which was a little like funny looking back because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, But it's just, I think I just got deeper into it and saw the different avenues that like storytelling and sports media really had. So I think Marquette definitely helped me refine kind of what I wanted to do and obviously gave me a little bit of the background um, to ensure that I could keep doing it. That's awesome. So it all starts Aaron Andrews Lambo. Are you, excuse me, confident in the Packers moving forward? <laughs> this is my thing too. Like I do like football and I would call myself a Packers fan, but like I'm not as embedded in that as like basketball. If you talk to me about the Bucks, NBA, like I'm in on that. I mean, I'm going to say I've opened them, but I couldn't analyze or give you any more than that. Are you a Packers <laughs> fan? We're, we're both Patriots fans, so this this is a uh, obviously a tough time with us, Tom Brady leaving and that whole fiasco. Yeah, well, Godspeed in, in that whole situation. <laughs> so you're not as much a football fan. Does Do these times hit harder when it's basketball season? Basketball season's canceled? I imagine you're going through a tougher time as a basketball fan in that sense. Oh, for sure, especially like – I had my flights and hotels booked to go to both the men's and women's final four. Um, So for me as an NCA employee and like also just seeing the people around me who have worked so hard on the inside of March Madness and basketball um, have something that they've worked for all year be canceled, obviously understand the circumstances was the right thing to do. But I mean, I'm used to like picking up my phone this time of year and seeing an upset alert and Hopefully it's a Marquette upset alert and they're upsetting someone, but right, right. It's, it is hard for sure. I mean, it's weird for a lot of people, but if I get to be selfish and make it personal, yeah, it's been, it's been rough. Well, you're definitely not in that boat alone because I know the Marquette perspective was there was a chance to at least win at least one game this year in the turn and that, and that seemed like the goal all year round. So I know it definitely. I know Zach's shaking his head over the video right now, but we it just hurts moment. that much more. We had a moment in Pfizer Forum, Aiden and I, in uh, Marcus Howard's last game, uh, the blackout day against Seton Hall. Ugh. And Aiden and I were looking at each other. We were planning to go to New York for uh, the first round of the Big East. So we, we thought we'd see Marcus Howard play in person again. And we had a moment at the end of the game where we kind of just hugged and we were like, this is our second to last time seeing Marcus Howard. And I'm happy that we embraced that. Yes. Well, and I was at the Big East tournament and I was gearing up to seeing that Seton Hall Marquette rematch on that Thursday night. And I was like, this is going to be incredible. The last time we see Miles Powell and Marcus Howard. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm watching them tear up the court at Madison Square Garden. So at least we got to see that matchup. Obviously, Marquette didn't really come out on top in that game, but... Still, I mean, I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm grateful that we at least got to see Marcus Howard and and all those guys kind of compete the way that they did. Jenny Fisher, again, Marquette, class of 2019, now at the NCAA. What what wows me about you is your network of, of mentors and professionals you've built up. And 
you've talked about sports as being a connector, your job as a media member being a connector. I mean, it's, it's just really inspiring to hear you talk about, you know, getting coffee and building relationships with, you mentioned Sophia Minnert, um, Kim Adams, Fox Sports, Brian Anderson, Milwaukee Brewers play-by-play man. So how did, how do you build your strong network while at the same time, not schmoozing it and, and being genuine? I think that's the biggest thing. And actually one of my like best guy friends from Marquette, Ben Weiberg, who worked in Marquette athletics with me for our whole stint in college. He's, he's the best. He said something to me and I never like thought about it or took it to heart until I was like, Whoa, that's really true. He said, everyone is my friend until they're not. And he just treats people like they're his friend and it's genuine. And he means it. Cause he's like, you know, like, we're all in this together kind of, it sounds so dumb and it sounds a little fake, but at the same time, it's like, I'm going to treat people like they're a friend of mine and I'm going to be genuine with it and authentic because I think for me, especially like as a journalism major, like I am just who I am. I'm genuinely curious and like, I like to get to know people. I like to ask questions and hear about their lives. And I think, yeah, riding the line of not being schmoozy or doing it for like uh, a means to an end is super important. And the way that you do that, like I said, is treat them as people. Um, you should never talk to someone to try to get a job is a, another thing that I try to take to heart. Like you don't think about what they can get you. You think about like the relationship that you can build with them. And if something comes out of it, then that's wonderful, but that's not the reason why you became friends with your friend, you know? So treat it as more of like a, a friendship, a good relationship and kind of going from there um, has really paid off for me. Like Kim Adams, like I met her at a Big East tournament like three years ago and she's now like one of my closest friends and we just get to like bounce ideas off of each other. She's incredible. We're like seven years apart, which is weird to think because I always think that she's like 23, like my age. But <laughs> it's it's just like a wonderful friendship has come out of it. And like, yeah, we end up getting to like help each other out in the workspace as well. But it's more so about the friendship. Absolutely. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Kim Adams co-host John Fanta in a second, because that's one I'm really excited about. And the potential one on one basketball matchup, which we here at Games Grove want to facilitate, but at the end of the day, we'll get to that. I want to transition a little bit. I know, I know I said this could bring, you know, a lot of value to Marquette students and, and college students as a whole, because you love storytelling and, and telling other people's stories so much, but you have such a unique story yourself. I mean, you've been, you've been very vocal and, and open about uh, losing your mother's suicide 10 years ago and how it's part of your story. And I know, Every single college student listening to this and anyone anyone listening goes through hardships. I know I've gone through doubts, relationship issues, even just last year, you know, my freshman year of college. But I know that I've, you know, come out of those so much more knowledgeable, aware, thankful. So I echo your previous quote when I say that, you know, I know where I'm supposed to be in life. But but how have you dealt with with your hardship and turn it into such an outstanding career? Yeah, and I appreciate you bringing it up because I think sometimes people like tend to put that kind of stuff under the rug and kind of shy away from it. And when I look at the hardship parts of it, it's like, that's kind of who I am. And whether it's, you know, losing someone who obviously was super close to me and like, I mean, my mom would love to see like what I'm doing right now. Like I think about that all the time. She played basketball at Marquette. 
she was part of NCAA women's basketball when it was becoming an NCAA sanctioned sport. And now I'm on the other end where I am getting to, you know, interview these NCAA women's basketball players. And I'm, I'm like, gosh, I just wish I could pick up the phone and call her and be like, hey, like, check this out because I know that she would love it. Um, but for me, it's it's kind of taking those hardships and realizing that there is something good to come out of it. One of my favorite quotes is, don't ask for a lighter load, but a stronger back. And so kind of leaning on that in the sense of like, look, bad things are going to happen, but they're there to make you stronger. And I think it's something that's especially relevant now because people are losing jobs. They're losing loved ones um, because of this pandemic going on. And so obviously there's no timetable, but knowing that there's a plan for all of this um, and just kind of keeping that mindset and keeping a strong head on your shoulders to know that, you know, bad things may happen, but it's not for nothing. Absolutely. And I, and I love that. And someone else who I know, I know you're close with and talks also a lot about, about mental health a lot is Marcus Howard. And we've already mentioned his basketball prowess already, but how have, how have conversations with you two come together? And I mean, how much will, will he be missed on campus? Oh my gosh. Even like this past year that I haven't been like around the Marquette men's basketball program and him and all the wonderful people there has been a little weird because I'm just so used to 90% of my time being spent in the Al McGuire Center or Pfizer Forum. So, I mean, like, first of all, the whole John Fanta one-on-one game has, like, spurred a conversation where I was like, Marcus, like, I had, like, college offers, and you're surprised that I had, like, a jump shot? And he was like, <laughs> you did? I didn't know that. And I was like, okay, well, they were D2 and D3. But at the same time, like, <laughs> I was like, why were you surprised? Like, so Marcus and I talk every once in a while. Um, he knows this, but I, I just think that he's a wonderful human being. I think he's genuine to the bone, someone who cares deeply about the people in his life. Um, you even see the kind things that he says about Wojo and you just know that he means them. And I just, he's a wonderful guy. And I have plenty of stories. Like he was sitting um, outside of the media room after he dropped like 45 points on K-State. And he was like slumped on the ground, gave me like a little like half-hearted like thumbs up. And I was like, hey, Marcus, can I take a picture of you and put it on the Twitter? And he was like, yeah. And so like put it on the Marquette men's basketball Twitter and it like blew up more than like his highlights even did. And so it's just little things like that where I'm like, like he's a human being at the end of the day, you know, like, yes, he has all the accolades. He deserves every single one of them leading scorer for Marquette and the big East and in college basketball alone this season. So I just think super highly of him and yeah, hoping to catch up with him more soon. Absolutely. So, so Marcus graduates, he's moving on. And I know you are moving on to your next challenge in, in your professional career. So Will you be entering free agency soon as as a media member? And where would we possibly see you next? Yeah, I was like a little bit of different free agency, not going to be drafted. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to work through uh, kind of what my next steps are. I am at the NCAA until the end of May. Um, and so I'm actually still here in Indy, kind of slowly starting to pack up my stuff, um, see what is ahead. But yeah, it's not going to lie, a little bit hard during this job market. Um, not a lot of people are hiring, but kind of hoping that um, someone will find the work that I do and want to continue to do valuable and 
Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. My goal, and I know you guys will appreciate this as East Coasters, is to get to the East Coast eventually. Um, my dad's actually from New Jersey. I have a lot of family in New Jersey and New York. I interned in New York for a summer. I've obviously been there a lot with the Big East, so hoping to get back out there if I get to be picky. There have, yeah. been a, there have been a lot of things said about the city of New York and uh, New Jersey as a whole on this radio show. I will not repeat them. We get we get into a lot of city debacles, whether it be uh, Minnesota, St. Paul versus Boston or Boston versus New York. But I respect any choice to go back to New York. I love the city as much as I can say I love the city. I don't really, but... <laughs> You know what? I went to Boston for the first time this fall. I was there around Halloween, and I thought it was awesome, but it was super rainy, and I got a parking ticket within, like, 15 minutes of being there, and it was oh. for $40. And I was like, Boston, like, why can't you just be nice to me? But it was it was a wonderful city. That would also be somewhere I would be open to going, so. <laughs> I like to hear that side of it. There it is. There's the cap. <laughs> Parking ticket, we, we won't take responsibility for, but that but that's rough. You don't you don't write Jenny Fisher first day she's in Boston. That's that's a tough I'm one. Plenty but, of those on Marquette's campus too, so it happens. Uh, yeah, but I know I know Eastern Standard Time would be would be lucky to have you. So she's on Eastern Standard Time. Is that is right? True? Is Indianapolis still? Hey, come on. This is something I, I have to learn. Like I feel like I'm just like this far over from Milwaukee, but. I'm on Eastern somehow. Yeah, I flew yeah, out. So you to, get the uh, balance sometimes. Like, I remember we went to to um, Notre Dame this year, Zach, and it's like yeah, right there. Yep, yeah. I'm not Notre Dame. Across. It's the, right at that point. I came to a lot of Notre Dame games, so I know that line very fine. Yes. You drive right by it when you're coming from Chicago. For sure. Clearly, I don't. But. <laughs> All right, this is the one I'm I'm probably most excited for. So so our mutual friend John Fanta at Fox Sports and, and Big East Digital had a great conversation with us a couple weeks ago. That that episode can be found on our podcast feed everywhere. But Marcus Howard on Instagram proposed that John Fanta and you, Jenny Fisher, are the two media members who have a jump shot. And one of you I forget who what proposed the one on one game between you two with Marcus refing. And we have retrieved an official statement from Mr. John Fanta himself <laughs> on this one-on-one -on -one matchup. So I want to read it. All right. No way. The official statement is, and it starts with, in all caps, official statement, colon. My jersey's on and the shoes are tied. The only thing we're waiting on is Jenny Fisher. I welcome any and all challenges and believe my girth inside will be the difference in a one-on-one -on -one matchup. Jenny has a good jump shot, but I'm concerned with cutting off dribble penetration and being loud. This week, I'll be working on a mix for 15-foot fadeaways and ball handling. A three-mile morning run will be in our midweek workout plan. Game on. What say you, Jay Fish? Oh, by the way, I bought referee Marcus Howard two slices of Ian's pizza. Oh my God! <laughs> that again is John Fanta himself. That is the most. I talked to John Fanta for an hour the other night on the phone, and he didn't even mention this. So that's like <laughs> snake. Like, come on! But uh, no, that's first of all hilarious. Uh, second of all, my rebuttal to this is like, no offense, John Fanta, you're the best. You're the best at what you do. But I don't know if. 
playing basketball is what you do or what you're the best at. Um, I've seen your jump shot. I can help you with it. And <laughs> and my my rebuttal to this is like, I mean, you just got to look at the facts. Like, you know, I've played basketball my entire life, uh, played club at Marquette, which is not division one basketball. But, you know, I was I was staying consistent, you know, putting up more shots, I'm sure, than he was. And for me, like even in the fall, little going to sprinkle in a little bit of, uh, you know, bragging rights here. I beat two Division One basketball players in horse in a leather jacket for a piece of content for NCAA <laughs> women's basketball. I'm going to take that to my grave. They were from Syracuse. Uh, I won't mention their names to save them a little bit of embarrassment. But like, I, Marcus Howard has even seen my jump shot. Like I've shot around at Pfizer before games and stuff. And like, I just, I don't know. I don't know if we're in the same. We just have to play and see. We 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 at Games We Grow, we want to facilitate this. So we'll televise, announce it. We'll give you media members a break. We'll get it televised, Instagram Live, whatever. When we can all, you know, get on a court again. When all, when we're all back in Milwaukee again, we'll be there. Yes. And there has to be Ian's pizza. Now that it was mentioned, I'm like craving it. So mac and cheese. That can be the, the halftime snack or for the winning for me. Did you find a problem with him trying to bribe Marcus Howard with two slices of Ian, Ian's pizza as yeah. as the referee? Yeah, I mean that also like he's trying to prepare for the the NBA draft and for the pros. I mean <laughs> you're gonna feed him pizza, John. I don't think you're helping. But I mean, I want to see who Marcus would pick in that matchup. That's another uh, put him on the hot seat. Not just who has a jump shot, but who has the better jump shot and who can win in one on one. We'll, we'll, we will reach out to him after this and put the clips together and see what he has to say on social media because obviously his opinion is highly contested for and we will and we'll have to see if he will you know swallow his whistle or play a little bit more of an aggressive whistle type game. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we see. Put a, we put a lot of uh, breaking news on our Games and Grub feed. Breaking news. But this is actually currently breaking, as in this is happening in front of us. We're preparing this game to happen. Quite exciting. Even that official statement was breaking news. I was like, what? I didn't come with an official statement. Like, I know. I, I, I made sure. I made sure to print it out in writing so that you're not thinking that I just read off my brain. So incredible. that's his, that's his. And again, I love the official statement in all caps. Like it's an official press release. Yes. I mean, and also no disrespect. I just love talking crap. And if it's towards John Fanta, then I'll do the most of it. So. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So again, we're interviewing Jenny Fisher from the NCAA. We got a couple rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's the campus you visited with the best food landscape? Oh, gosh. Okay, well, we went to UCLA and, like, we went to the Santa Monica Pier and we hit up a couple spots around there. So I'm going to have to say I enjoyed that. I like seafood. Ate some seafood there. So we'll go with that. Love it. Favorite Marquette professor? That's tough, too. Uh... Mark Zaromsky is the GOAT in the comm school. And then also uh, Father John Lawrence was my uh, theology professor and he's the chaplain of the men's basketball team. So we would have talks about like faith in basketball, but he's no longer teaching, but still on staff with the basketball team. 
favorite coffee shop in the 414? I'm a big Colectivo fan, specifically the one by the lakefront. That's my go-to, um, yeah. One, one book on your reading list? I'm finishing up Grit right now by Angela Duckworth, and I have Atomic Habits uh, that I'm getting geared up to read next. I think that's on my that that's one I gotta get to next as well. Yeah. All right, uh, you may be or no, you may be coming out of retirement for this game of Fanta now. One song on on your pregame playlist. <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, I was just listening to Headsprung like two days ago while I was doing laundry, which is like early two thousands rap, and we're just we're gonna go with it, hip hop more than rap, but still. I think it's yeah, by so LL right? I don't even know who it's by. Zach, do you know? Nope. No, wait, nope. Don't ask me about music. That boy, that's in one ear out the other. I'm sorry. We gotta, once we're done, I'm gonna go Google that. <laughs> uh, favorite pair of sneakers that you've been gifted or bought? Uh, I won't say if they were gifted or bought, but Jordan 11s, uh, the, the Carolina blue, which ever so happens to be uh, one of the color blocks in Marquette's color scheme, too. So. All right, last one. Tiger King fan or no fan? Fan, but I think only because I've been bored. Um, and it's just drama. So sure. Yeah, I, I gave it one I gave the first episode a try and I just clearly, you know, deducted that everyone on it is crazy and it's only gonna get crazier. My brother finished it and it seems that that's the case. So I backed out after one. I think I'm going to stick to, you know, cheers and just doing this podcast. Yeah, I don't blame you. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to, besides this, of course, uh, is Titus <laughs> Tate. And what they did on Titus and Tate is they compared college basketball coaches to characters from Tiger King. So that, like, motivated me to, you know, watch the rest of the show. And it was super accurate. So it was hilarious. Also, they call out Marquette fans all the time and whenever they don't call out Marquette fans, I let them know. So just figured I would plug that. Oh, love that. Houston. We will well, add have, we will no, add Titus and Tate on that. that. That's a must listen. Yes. Shout out the ringer. All right. Two we got two listener submission questions real quick. First, we have a submission from fan of the show, Marin McClowry. What is a Caroline? Oh my gosh. First of all, Marin would ask this. We had we took the Carillon bell ringing class at Marquette, which is a class. Um, you can learn how to play the big Carillon in the big bell tower by Jay Z with the big clock on it. And so, like every Friday, we had we were playing the Carillon, and I don't. They made us memorize the the definition of a Carillon. I don't remember it anymore, which is awful. <laughs> but it's something about like a set of bells, and it. I don't know. It was just a cool class. Also, if you're looking, I think it's only in the fall, but um, it was actually really cool to be able to play the bells on campus. That's unbelievable. There, I had no idea there was an actual class on that. Thank God I'm a sophomore. I hope it still exists. Like it existed, what, a year ago, two years ago? So it's awesome. All right. Second submission. This one's from Katie Wojciechowski. She wants to know on the thank you net intramural basketball team, what happened in the championship game? This had to be against the soccer girls. First yes. of all, shout out Katie Wojciechowski because she's the GOAT. Love her to death. I miss her so much. 
Um, but yeah, so we always wound up playing the soccer girls, which are all the division one women's soccer players at Marquette had a team. And one of my best friends is Bree Yeager who played soccer and everything. So it's no disrespect again. Um, but like, they just, they played so physical and like, I feel like we had some timid players on our team. Uh, I was cold. Usually I'm our shooter. Um, Katie was our point guard. And then Sabrina Palazzola, uh, she played down low and she was a beast on the boards. But I, I still think about it to this day. Katie, I don't know why you have to bring up, you know, not so good of stuff. Because we always lost to them. <laughs> like <laughs> she said she said as some she gave she gave me a tint as something to do with Claire. Did oh my say, gosh. Oh. Here we go. So <laughs> We didn't have enough players to play in the championship game. We had people backing out and we were like, it was like near the end of the semester, you know, like stuff's going on. People are busy studying. And we had Claire, Claire Carroll come in and play for us. And oh my gosh, now it's like clear as day. Um, <laughs> we had a play set up where Katie was going to pass Claire the ball. And then Claire was either going to pass it to me or Katie. And we were just going to basically take it in and score. And, that either would have tied it or whatever. Once again, this is intramural, so like I'm not committed <laughs> to memory. But what league are we talking? A league, B, C, uh, A league for sure. Okay. All and right. but for this game, it probably should have been the C league. Um, so we pass <laughs> the ball to Claire. There's like five seconds on the clock, and she basically just kind of freaks out and like fumbles the ball. They take it, they go and score, and we're like. And she told us that she could play basketball, but she couldn't. Um, we love her. She's oh, another Alpha oh. Phi um, sorority sister of ours. So that was just like, and then Katie and I were so mad afterwards. And then we were like, oh, it's intramural, I guess. But it's still kind of, yeah, like we always lost to the soccer girls is just all I remember. And it was like, why are we losing to them? Like they play a game with their feet. Like, so. Oh, man. If only there was a oh, Seton no. Hall type revenge game. Oh my gosh, this like, might have to be just set like up. Market scene hall next game. All right. Well, that was that was a dude. I I was expecting that one to be a dude. I it was digging and once once we hit the Claire hit, I feel like that's when that's when oh. everything spilled out. Yes, I just got like a big Glad we got to that. Of, yeah, nostalgia and not the good kind, but <laughs> All right. Well, well those listener testimonials, Katie, Mara, and I'm sure plenty of others show you know, how much you mean to the Marquette community and how much you're an inspiration. So we want to thank you so much again for your time and hope we can see you back in Milwaukee soon. We, we truly appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it too. And best of luck to you guys with your Marquette careers. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy doghouse cheese curds, uh, real chili, everything that you can. Go to as many basketball games as you can. And thanks for having me on. They call me Big Ellie. LL Cool J, that was the artist on this one. Head sprung. Jenny was right on. Jenny was right on a lot of things, so just want to thank her again for her time. And thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GrubMUR. And we'll see you next time on Games and Grub. Here's Hatton for the win from the corner. He got it! Marcus Howard with the dish to Aiden Hatton and Marquette is heading to the final four. This has been Games and Grub.
thirsty. I have a man reimbursement. The part that hurts me is when they try to work me, but I can never let you jerk me. Steady, steady.